I'm DJ. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to One Shot Stavern, a TTRPG podcast where we seek out new ways to tell your stories through different systems and games. Welcome to part two of our Zine Quest series. Today, we are going to be talking about my project, Battle School. Um, if you didn't hear our first part about Zine Quest, a short version is Zine Quest is a Kickstarter uh, TTRPG design effort um, where they are pushing for people to launch a project in February um, for a small zine bite-sized TTRPG piece of content. Uh, we are both participating. We encourage you to do the same as well as check out the countless amazing projects that are listed there right now. Um, today, yeah, tell me about Battle School, Andrew, yeah. uh, because I've heard you talk about it a lot. I've heard you talk about the inspirations behind it. Uh, I've heard you uh, all sorts of awesome stuff. Well, you've and played I've, bits of it. I've, bits of it. <laughs> I was just about to get to that. So yeah. tell me the rest of it. Okay, so the short version for all our listeners at home, not just for you. Um, I am working on a much bigger project called Entwine RPG. It is a system. I haven't decided if I'm going to do a full-on setting agnostic one that I release. Right now, what I did was I was working on that, and it was overwhelming. To create a setting agnostic system that accounts for everything sounded, um, strangely enough, easier in my brain at first because, oh, I didn't have to make it a setting. I didn't have to make it super specific. No, you have to make it really, really specific, but in a lot of ways. And that yes. was a lot of work and stressful and way too big of a scope for my first foray into self-publishing. Um, like a puzzle piece that fits into every puzzle that you can possibly imagine. No, it's thanks. the master puzzle piece. It gave this me a lot system. of a lot of respect for Cipher. Um, but let me talk briefly about Entwine, and then I'll talk about uh, Battle School. Entwine, the core of it is about one word: relationship. Um. Uh, and uh, basically, it is the desire in me as a GM and a game designer for people at the table to push for collaboration. Um. I don't want a player to get to their turn and just be thinking about themselves, their character, and how cool they are. I want them to be elevating one another, finding ways to, yes, still have amazing moments where they are the center of attention, but also like being able to create those moments together where they are like combo moving, you know, their way through a, a battle where they are clearly deeply, deeply playing together. Um, right. That just doesn't happen terribly often in a lot of systems that I've played and I'm hoping to be proven wrong by that by our podcast as a whole about learning about other systems but this project of Entwine is at its core about that um, the core mechanic of it is the idea of team based or collaborative DC setting okay so if you don't know what a DC is you probably do but it's a difficulty class aka the number you need to roll on the dice um, there's a lot about this system that uh, is shared with uh, games like Cypher, um, but uh, I feel like I've branched out quite a bit as well. Um, the idea being, you and your team decide your actions during a planning phase prior to your individual turns. And when you declare your actions, they each come with a specific value. We sum those values up and then we get a new 
value that is considered the team DC. And then that team DC is added to the GM's number, which is the encounter difficulty. And we get the actual DC that everybody on the entire team has to hit when they go to resolve their individual actions. The reason why, rather than just working on Entwine, I'm doing Battle School, is I uh, grew up with a favorite book, and that favorite book is shared by my wife, uh, and we uh, bonded over it early on in our dating. Um, Song of Ice and, and Fire? No. Um, <laughs> at that game, that book will go unnamed. Uh, it will not be hard to deduce if you're familiar with any classic sci-fi coming-of-age novels about games. Um, and uh, I loved that book. Um so much so that it became an inspiration for this. I was talking to my wife about the system. I was talking about the issue that I was having with kind of feeling like I needed a setting to kind of root the system and try out the mechanics. Um, and she brought it up and I was like, that's incredible. I'm going to do that. So battle school is a <laughs> military academy where students participate in war games in a large battle room, um, as well as attending classes and getting into social scuffles with bullies and all that kind of stuff. So in battle school, you play as an eight to 13 year old, depending on where you want to land in that range. And you are part of a team. Um, that team is like a little battle squad, part of a larger army um, at the school, a la kind of like houses or, or stuff like that from other popular fiction. Um, the idea of getting kind of placed in a house is is kind of core to it. But the table that you're playing with will all be a part of the same team, the same squad. Um, that may evolve in the future, but that's how we're going right now. Um, the idea being it's your adventuring party, right? It's your squad that goes into the battle room to perform actions and, you know, uh, maneuvers and, you know, bouts of military prowess. Um, so you go to this space station. Your whole goal is to get good at space fighting um, and eventually become a great commander or soldier in the um, the grand military of Gorgon, which is um, a mega corporation from a setting that I've been running for quite some time. DJ's actually in my cypher game um, that uses Gorgon as one of the many corporations. And they are a nasty mega corporation that is that that sells their military off to the highest bidder to protect the worlds that um deserve it financially yeah, they're real annoying it's great um <laughs> so you're a kid whose parents got paid handsomely um part of it got set aside for you in a trust but their parents got paid to send their kid off to military school to be trained and to um you know grow in the ranks of Gorgon. Um, so what we do with this game is uh, you get the opportunity to, with your friends, pretend to be a kid, much like a lot of other popular games, um, like Kids on Bikes and stuff like that, mm -hmm. where you're you're getting to put yourself into the mindset of a, a, a young teen, a young adolescent, in those formative coming-of-age moments, and learn about teamwork and learn about collaboration and cooperation and creative problem solving and um it's broken down into three main forms of gameplay you've got battle room which is 
your traditional encounter. Um, you have classrooms, which is going to be a little bit different um, than what you might think. It's not like written tests and stuff like that. It's still, <laughs> it's more like team projects. Again, core of the system. Team mid-session. All right, stuff. everybody. Books away. <laughs> Get your number two pencils out. Um, and then free time, which is basically your social environments, your lunchroom, your uh, social spaces, the library, stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of the setting, um, a little bit of the mechanics and uh, why I'm doing it. I, I'm excited about this. I, I'm actually doing a play test this weekend. Um, really getting it in front of people is going to be incredible. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. Any more specific, uh, questions you want to go through? Yeah. Okay. How many players are you gearing for, uh, minimum and maximum? So that's part of the play test this weekend. Um, oh, but okay. I think <laughs> at minimum, you, you gotta have like three players and a GM. Yeah. Um, it, that, that makes sense. Uh, cause like otherwise it's just two people making actions. Now there is um, a rules yeah. adjustment for what I'm calling low man encounters. So, um, that term comes from like rating in some games, like whenever you run mm -hmm. an activity without as many individuals that it's required for. Um, so lone man encounters in this, there's a DC adjustment for the GM to still be able to run it. Um, kind of valuing each player at like a, an adjustment of two. Um, so basically it's like, Hey GM, increase your encounter difficulty by two. If you have less than the recommended number of players for this. So there is a bit of an accounting for that um, because then there's still some difficulty to every encounter, but it actually, you know, I'm going to have to see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. But Let's I think see. it could support up to six players. Um, it just requires more from the players at that point of, uh, really thinking through what they're doing. Right. Cause then you have to like fully plan out your action. Otherwise you're yeah. going to hit an unimaginable DC, yep. uh, difficulty check, uh, for that action. So if you have six people, then like half of them are just going to be doing basic actions just so they you know, feel like they're able yeah. to succeed. So for uh, those of you, sure. he's a little bit more familiar with how this system works, but the idea is there's kind of <laughs> two classifications of actions. There's uh, standard actions and there's support actions, uh, or I guess offensive actions and support actions. Um, pretty much they modify the DC, either positive or negative, right? So if one yep. person chooses to perform the attack action, that's a modifier of two. So the DC bumps up two. And then somebody else could choose to provide the aid action, which is a minus two. So they have now canceled each other out. And now you're just dealing with, if it was just two players in the GM, you're just dealing with the encounter difficulty now. So their actions both are able to perform. One person's going to make an attack roll. The other person's going to perform an aid, which may require a roll in some cases. Um, but they're both going to be rolling against only the encounter modifier, which could be two or three. And then the only other thing, um, there's, there's a lot of other nuances to it. The system is D6 based because I like D6s and I like rolling dice. Um, something <laughs> that's really fun with this is I've got two main stats. I kept it real simple. In Entwine, I think I'm going to change this, but I want it to be really simple for battle school. Um, there's two stats, brains and brawn. That's it. Um, right. <laughs> and, and they're really little numbers. It's one or two. Um, so basically you either have a one in brains or a two in brawn or vice versa. 
Um, you can tell someone's been playing a lot of No Thank You Evil with their kid. Uh. <laughs> yep. And uh, all the one or the two means is just how many D6s you roll on that associated stat. Um, you might say, oh, that sucks. If I'm playing a, you know, a bad at brawn character, um, then how do I do anything about that? Well, um, there is a pool that you have other than your, so you have your brains and your brawn, which are not really pools. They're just your stats, right? Your number of dice mm -hmm. that you roll. And then you have wounds, pretty straightforward damage that you take. It's like your HP. Um, and then you have drive. Um, the drive is, uh, for those familiar with Cypher, that's your effort, mm -hmm. but it's e one drive is equal to a D6. So you can choose to use a drive to roll another D6 on something. Okay, um, kind, of, uh, kind of similar to like some of the pools from like Powered by the Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or Empire of the Masquerade. So yep. really, when you're talking about this system, uh, and you're talking about like, hey, this is going to be, you know, pretty system agnostic. Um, you've definitely kind of like pulled in a lot of mechanics that can be easily translated over to a D20 system or staying yeah, with the D6 system or the D10 um, system. I mean, um, at the end yeah. of the day, Entwine is going to be its own thing. I have yeah. written... Um, a version of ship uh, encounters for Cypher, for example, that uses yeah. like the baby version of this. Um, but at its core, this is going to wholly be its own thing. Uh, Battle School isn't written to run on another system right now. Um, but you could learn a lot from it and you could use a right. lot of these principles. Um, and uh, the, the ways that you could do DC adjustments with collaborative DC setting, um, it's not hard to figure it out. Um, and I'd encourage you to do so. I have not really written the D20 version of it. I'm sure I could if a lot of people want it. Um, but yeah, this isn't necessarily built to work on other systems right now. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. I am extremely excited to try it out this weekend. Um, yeah. That'll be and, a, uh, a lot of fun to have more context apart from like the uh the tests that you've done in cypher and stuff yeah. and the things that i've used uh in some of my games uh to help refine that part um i'm excited to see what is essentially your finished project or product uh or at least system yeah. for the product so yeah yeah and the only other thing that i'm really curious about is uh what kind of kid you're going to play mm. um i've yeah. got types kind of like uh you know, your classes for this. And uh, it's simply just the blank kid and the blank. There's a couple that I've prescribed, which is the sporty kid, the scrappy kid, the hyper kid, the gifted kid and the witty kid. So those are some of the kids that I've okay. developed so far. Um, but uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm interested to see what kid DJs like in a game. Uh yeah, it's gonna be terrible. I'm gonna be the fat kid stealing everyone's ice cream. I don't have a rule set for the fat kid. Um, I'll make it myself. Okay. Homebrew. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the last thing you want on a playtest is homebrew. <laughs> That's really nice ice cream you got me there, Bucko. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you are interested in learning more about this, um, I'm gonna be doing some dev streams here and there on our TikTok. 
Um, that's basically going to be me going through the process of talking through this project um, with people in the stream and getting ideas and workshopping things and kind of playtesting it right in front of you. So if you want to hop in, um, I had a blast doing it last time, and I'm sure I will again. So feel free to follow us over on TikTok, follow along, um, and wait for a live to pop up because it'll likely be me uh, working on some game dev stuff. And maybe you'll get a little peek under the hood for your own game dev purposes. Make sure you guys check out Andrew's project on ZineQuest uh, for Kickstarter. It's called Battle School. We're going to leave the link. Uh, in the description of this video so it's easy for you to find uh but yeah the more support the better uh because that just means you know more motivation to put out the best possible product we can well he can please check out both his project and mine over on ZineQuest. links will be in the description also uh i get to finally rep it um we've got merch <laughs> coastal mage yes. slayer if you get Buy it you one. get it <laughs> um we I'm also have one for Magic Missile, and uh, we also have a logo tee for the podcast as a whole. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check us out over on Patreon. You're going to get access to the full-length um, actual plays of the games that we're demoing. We've got a couple lined up. There's one that we're recording tonight that I'm very excited yeah. about, and there's many more to come. Um, so if you want to see us playing some games, check out our Patreon. You also um, get access to some other information early over there. Um, also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, like, subscribe. That really does help. If you're able yes. to also <laughs> drop in um, over on Spotify and on Apple and give us a review, tell us how we can be better. We want to know. We yeah. actually want to make this Follow us on better. TikTok if you haven't yet and watch a video all the way through. That's all you got to do on TikTok. It's really simple.